0: the Chair 2 Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Chair 2 Leaders. Glad to have you join us. I am Ben South. Hey, and I'm Danny Smith. Well, we're glad to have you listening in again, we hope again, this week. Danny, how's your week going? You know, Ben, it's
0: good. It's busy. Uh, You know, we're uh, just kind of going at all cylinders right now, but uh, not too bad. You're kind of getting back in the groove of things after having a little uh, vacation time. We talked about that last week. Everything good with that? Did you get your stuff done? How was volleyball and all that?
1: We did really well. My daughter's team actually... Um, they play in a homeschool uh, tournament, it's a national tournament. There were 130-something teams there, I think. But they came in – in their age group, they won a gold ball for their division, and they came in third overall in the nation. So we had a good week of wow. volleyball. So it That's was, impressive. They, That's impressive. They really did well. They played well. It's fun. It's more fun. I have a pastor friend who was also there with him. He says, he always yells. He's like, all right, girls, let's go have fun. And winning is fun. So. Yeah, that's right.
0: That's right. You bet. So, so but yeah, we had a great time. These cliches of being good sportsman and stuff, while very important, are really tough to live by when you're in the heat of competition there. So I get it.
1: You know, I we'll probably talk about this in a future episode because I have just had a great idea for it. It's not what we're planning to talk about today, but uh, we had an experience where we were cheering for another team and help winning them on. But it was it was fun just kind of rooting for all these teams, and it was a it was a fun experience. It was a great week. Glad to be back. Came home to uh, the state convention this week. Spent the last uh, couple days there when we're recording this. Just listening to reports from what's going on in our convention work and uh, hear some great preaching and just see what God is doing across our state. You
0: know, it's exciting. I uh, Our state convention out here in Wyoming is at uh, the end of next week. But I love this season in Southern Baptist Life. And uh, you, you get to hear these reports. Um, Twitter can be a negative, negative place. But. Just every so often you get little glimmers of, of of good things happening. And that's one thing I love about State Convention. It's not only the vacation that you got to enjoy, but then you got to enjoy being around other brothers and Christ and hear what's going on. And really, Ben, that kind of leads us into our topic today, because one of the hardest things to do is to find time to take off which we've talked about that in other episodes the importance of things like that but when we start getting into the holiday season and honestly after this sunday your neighbors on your street may have christmas lights up the debate about christmas music is going to start you've got thanksgiving week you've got of course christmas just filled with events and activities and so we know for the next eight to six to eight weeks it's going to be really really busy. So. Here's the question I want us to, to maybe think about today is it, when you're in a chair two uh, position, how do you go about looking ahead, thinking, all right, how do I schedule our staff or how do we staff well, knowing that just this extracurricular activity is about to kick up to a whole nother level that we all look forward to, but that we're all very glad to be over with when it happens. And so, you know, thinking about time off, let me let me kind of start with this story on their. Uh, Probably 15 years ago, one of the uh, churches I was working at, I was the youth minister, and I was also the newest guy on staff. There were four of us on staff at the time, and it was my lot to come in uh, literally the day after Christmas. I think Christmas was maybe on a Monday or maybe a Tuesday. And I was back in the office. I had to be the office guy for the next couple of days. And and that's OK. You know, we knew that going into it. But uh, let's think about that. How do we staff well um, during the holidays, during this busy season so that, hey, you know, we make sure we get our time off, but also that our folks know, hey, here's who's available. Because you know what? People don't take breaks during the holidays and chair one, chair two how do we do that well so let's let's just kind of kick that around in this episode
1: yeah i think that's a a good thing just to kind of think through and i we we need to take a little bit of advanced planning i serve on a staff we do hospital visits and on call on a rotating basis Uh, certain pastors get more of those just because more people are aware of them and the nature of our roles but, but we kind of take a rotating basis of who is the one that gets the call, who goes and who responds. But the truth is, uh, most likely, the chair one in your church is going to get the majority of those calls. So if you are in that chair two leader spot, one of the things I would encourage you to do right now is say, hey, when, and plan to do this when it comes to Thanksgiving, hey, I'm going to be in town, especially if you live around family in your church, or maybe you're at a church where you're number one chair leader, uh, is not from around that way and they travel to go see family and maybe you're from that area or it may be vice versa but if you're going to be around say hey i'm going to be here i'll help Cover the ministry because there are still needs that happen during Thanksgiving. Families still have crises. Uh, people still get sick. People still die. Um, those things happen during the holidays, and we need to be prepared and, and know what we're going to do. And, and that's what we do at our church. We just kind of have a rotating basis. Uh, that here's the person we'll kind of talk through. Hey, I'm gonna be here these days. I can go do this. I can cover this. As a chair, too, you really can help in the ministry of the church and of the leadership there. If you will, just be proactive about going to your, to your supervisor, your chair one, your senior pastor, whoever didn't say, hey, I'm available, put me in coach. Yeah, no, those are great
0: points. I think you're absolutely right. There's that flexibility, you know, and I think you have to be flexible. And this is where communication with both your family, your church staff, and your uh, church family all has to really be in sync together. If you have told your family, hey, we're going to take off. You've not talked to some other members of your church staff or, and you know, you got to know the expectations of your church family as well, you know, of what that is. So you got to be flexible, but you got to communicate those things really well to everybody that's involved because, you, you know, ultimately don't want to let anybody down. You know, being uh, thinking about, you know, just that idea of, okay, what kind of flexibility do I need? But But how do you all communicate it to your church, like who's going to be where and who is, uh, you know, again, if it's if it's if you're listening to this and it's just you, you're the chair one through chair five leader or you're the chair one and somebody else is the chair two. But that's about it. It's a little smaller circle to communicate through. But I think communicating with family, your staff and your church family are all key components of that. So how do you all communicate it to your church family?
1: We we have a consistent, we try to have a consistent communication year round. We have a phone line that we have at our church that, long story short, we didn't know we had the line at one point. It was one that we had attached to something else, and then it, we were just paying for it and weren't using it. So we actually turn that number into our on call phone, and it gets forwarded to a pastor's cell phone every week. So we just keep consistently advertising. If you need a pastor, if you need spiritual help, if you need to get in touch with us during this call, this number. So they only have to have one number in their phone. They don't have to have the number of all the pastors. So it's a little bit easier. But we say, hey, here's how you get in touch with us this holiday. Now, you may be in a church where you're the only person or there's just two or three of you, and you don't have that flexibility. I think there are several ways you can do it. Say, hey, we are available we're going to be maybe not in the office as many days but feel free to call us if you have a need um, if you know we, we still want to minister to you our heart is still to care for you we still want to support you in every way we can and i think your people are really going to have a good heart for this if you're just up front and say hey we plan to spend time with our family i'm going to be out of town if necessary um Or we're going to be this day, and most of them aren't going to call on the holiday with a big concern unless they really genuinely need you. Um, And and so, so take that just time to say, hey, we're going to be out of the office maybe these days, but if you need us, you can call us. You have our numbers, or here's the number you can call. Here's who you can call on which day. Put it in the bulletin, make it available, put it on a card. Say, you know hand out a Christmas card, you know, right before the, the holidays say, Merry Christmas from us. Here's our number if you need us this next week. Because generally that week between Christmas and New Year's is very low key around our church, I know. And I think most ministries, it's very just kind of get through the end of the year, finish up, wrap up the end of the year things. Uh, so so there, there's some ways you can do that and just say, let them know, though you may not be in your office, at your desk, or at the church, you're still available. And that's really what people want to know, that you're available to them for ministry if they need you.
0: Yeah, I think that's really good. I think I think you hit on some really good, good key ideas there. That availability, um, and that should be something you're developing throughout the year anyway. You, you really, hopefully, throughout your tenure at that particular ministry, that you're building trust with folks go, I know if my pastor or my youth minister or my associate pastor, whoever's not in the office, I know they're a phone call away because they've demonstrated time and again that they love me and that they care about me. They're not just clocking into a job. Um, And it's really tough. Like in some ways, as we talk through this, my thought goes, this is a little bit common sense, right? You know, this is a little bit of just Take a moment, think about it. These are probably things that that anybody could have talked about or came up with. But the other part of that is I do hear stories sometimes of pastors who are like, OK, uh, I'm out, chair two leaders. I'm out for a week. And man, they shut the phone down and there's no way to get in touch with them. And if, I'm not saying let's just call them because, you know, you broke a toenail. But at the same time, that availability lets folks know that, hey, there's something here um, that that can help with us develop that trust and availability throughout the year, throughout the time there. So that way people know that, uh, I think you're absolutely right. I think most people know, Hey, I'm not going to bother them. It's Christmas. It's the week between things are kind of low key. Things are down, but things do happen. People want to know that you are available to them, uh, in that, uh, in that particular season of ministry. Uh, ben, let me ask you this. Um, do you think it's necessary to have a written policy? I, I know every church staff loves to write more policies for their church, but do you think that's a necessary thing? Simply just helpful. But, you know, you talked about uh, it was kind of understood at your church Uh what happens uh, is it is it necessary to uh, to have something written in place
1: maybe here's what i say about policies and rules they all exist for a reason and usually the reason rules get written Is because somebody has done something that upset somebody else or became a problem so I don't know that it's like necessary you need to have a written policy usually when those are written there's a rule that somebody's been abusing or there's a reason that it's had to be written so I I don't I'm not in favor of just writing policies for the sake of writing policies you need to have good policies and procedures when you have them but don't just go out and oh here's something else well let's write another policy about it that's not a good way of going about things so a lot of it depends on the culture of your church as well. How do you as a culture and how does your staff work together? What do you do? We don't have written policies. I think our, like when it comes to the holidays, our policy is, you know, there are certain days that our personnel team has established. These are days the office is closed. There are paid holidays. And then in that it says around the Christmas, New Year's holiday, at the discretion of the senior pastor, additional days may be uh granted or the office may be closed so it kind of depends on the year depends on when the holidays fall which days we take off we usually take off at least christmas eve christmas and the day after christmas and new year's day depending on how it falls in the weeks determines how many days that are off But you don't necessarily have to have a written in stone policy as long as when you get there each year, you're communicating, here's what we're doing.
0: Yeah, that's really good. And I totally agree with you. Usually policies are there for a purpose um, out of something. Uh, You know, as we think about these days coming up, uh, one of the things you mentioned is that y'all had a personnel committee that says, hey, here's days that we kind of recognize and then here's what happens at the, the holiday season, Christmas and stuff like that. I think that's a great reminder is that you know there's a lot of flexibility in ministry because of the nature of ministry that potentially can be 24-7. I, I loved what Josh King said a few weeks ago about how they have really staffed their church and how their deacons come alongside and help. And, and I think that's just a great thing to say, hey, it doesn't have to be 24-7 um, in a very negative sense. But with that kind of flexibility, we still have to understand, Hey, I still have responsibilities at this job. You know, if I took two weeks of vacation and that's what I get, I can't take another two weeks at Christmas time just because it's the holidays. And so I think there's a lot of just good spiritual common sense that says, how can I be most effective during this time frame? But how can I also make sure I take advantage of these days that are a little less stressful, a little less uh, busy, at least, after the official holiday happens, uh, and make sure that uh, that I'm staffing well for that. Ben, just maybe another question for you in that regard. So you got to communicate with your staff. You got to communicate with your church family. Talk about communicating with your family as well on that.
1: Well, I think you do. Absolutely. You have to tell your family, here's the expectations. You know, I'm going to, the office is closed these days, these days, these days. Uh, I'm going to be home at this time. Here's when we're going to be available available to do what we're going to do. But also know there's the possibility dad may have to go in an emergency. Now you're going to have to decide what is the emergency. You know, great aunt Bertha has got a hangnail. It's not an emergency on Christmas probably not even an emergency in any other week either but chairman of your deacons passes away suddenly Christmas Day you're gonna need to go Uh, especially if you're in chair one but chair two you may need to come back and support because there's a family and it's gonna be a big thing in your church depending on the emergency you may have to and that's just part of ministry and that's part of the calling God has put on our lives but what I would say is don't sacrifice your family on the altar of ministry Take some time as the holidays are coming up. You know, just step back, relax, rest, enjoy the downtime, enjoy being with your family. Don't fret over, you know, everything every day. You know, that person who's been in the hospital for a week, if you don't make it one day, that's not going to be the thing that makes or breaks the situation. So let them know you care. If you need to, make a quick phone call, but don't feel like you, you are are backing away from your calling if you take some downtime, if you actually have a holiday um, and, and just have that vacation. It's not really vacation time. It's a holiday. Take it and use it for relaxation, for restoration, for, for um, rebuilding your life and just spending time with your family. Your church wants you to do that. Be available, but don't don't be so available that you're not able to do anything else.
0: Yeah. I like it. That's so good. And um, yeah, I, I, sometimes I think uh, when I hear a British or European, Oh, we go on holiday for six weeks. I'm like, what are we missing here? So uh, I kind of like that uh, tradition, just uh, go to the beach for six weeks because everybody shuts down. Well, ben, there's lots we can say that I think, you know, What you've hit on has been so good, Uh, just communicating well, communicate with your family, your staff, your church. Hey, again, this is a great opportunity to bring those guys on that maybe you're trying to develop as future deacons, maybe future future ministers. Hey, would you help me this week? You know, I'm not going to be able to cover everything like normal could you take care of these couple of families this week? Uh, you know, they've got a little bit going on, nothing emergency-wise, great discipleship opportunities to get people hands-on uh, opportunities. And, and then I just think that availability, like you're saying, is really big.
1: Well, and I would say guys who are in the chair too, maybe student ministers or even music ministers or children's ministers, any of those other areas, use this time, just step back a little bit. You don't have to do as much all the time. Take a week and, you know, simplify what you're doing. You don't have to have the biggest show in town every week. You don't have to have just the knock it out of the park kids lesson every Sunday. It's okay from time to time just to, you know, you still want to be biblical. You still want to be solid. You still want to be prepared. But you can take a step back and just... Take a a rest in in your preparation and just simplify what you're doing. And and that will help you enjoy the holiday a little bit more as well.
0: Really good stuff. Thank you, Ben. I I think we could probably keep going on and on about it. Just one maybe or two other things. Um, (laughs) Are you looking forward to Christmas tree cake season from Little Debbie? I am personal. I don't eat a ton of Little Debbies, but that's kind of the one – that I fall back to every year. I'm gonna,
1: I'm gonna have my fair share of. Them. You have to have the Christmas tree cakes. I don't need them. Try not to eat <laughs> as many more this year, but, but they, they are pretty good. Now, do you like the traditional white ones, or do you like the newer chocolate ones? You
0: know, Ben, I am. Uh, I go with the white ones. The chocolate ones are good, but the white ones are a little more nostalgic for me. So I totally go with the white Christmas tree cakes. So good. <laughs> I agree. So- I I just think how come the rest of your products can't taste this good and uh, now I know a lot of Little Debbie fans I'm not one of them and then uh, as always such a help to folks out there and I really appreciate you uh, let me kind of lob those questions your way today and uh, look forward to the next couple weeks it's gonna be a lot of fun we're kind of planning for next year so Chair Two Leaders got some good stuff coming up, and we're excited about
1: it. Yeah, and if you're a listener, let us know on Twitter or Facebook if there's something you'd like for us to talk about in future episodes, or someone you'd like to hear from. We'll reach out to them, even. And um, as we start planning next year's Chair Two Leaders,
0: have a great week and uh, get ready for uh, the holiday season. And we'll be back with y'all next week here on Chair Two Leaders. You've been listening to Chair Two Leaders. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates, and make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Chair 2 Leaders wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.